0: This is Dak Prescott, and you're listening to Faith on the Field Show. Welcome
1: to Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti with my beautiful wife, Remy. Great to be with you on all of our radio affiliates across the country, and thank you if you're listening to the podcast. We've got a special Hall of Fame edition this week, because last week I spent a few days it seemed like an eternity in Canton, Ohio for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. First the game on Thursday night, the New York Jets, I can't even remember they played the Cleveland Browns. That's how forgettable Monday, Thursday night Thursday night preseason NFL openers are, but the the highlight of course was the Hall of Fame induction ceremony and the speeches and it was it was a great day, an awesome honor, for the highest honor for all of the players who went in, Darrell Rivas, Joe Klecko from the New York Jets, Joe Thomas from Cleveland Browns, and it was nine, and Rondé Barber from Tampa, and nine guys in total. And if you didn't hear Joe Klecko's speech, check that out. Uh, I posted a part of it on there. It, it was tremendous. But we're going to have for you today – three different Hall of Famers who I spoke to over the years about their faith journey, but we never really highlighted them or featured them on Faith on the Field. And it's Isaac Bruce, the former receiver for the St. Louis at the time, St. Louis Rams, Troy Palamalu from the Pittsburgh Steelers, the great safety, and the GOAT of all wide receivers, Jerry Rice. So we'll have... Part of those conversations, just a part that we talked about their faith because they're scattered. One was maybe a few months ago. One was a couple of years ago. So you'll hear those guys speaking coming up shortly. But I, what I want to talk about, honey, I'm not a patient person.
2: Mm, yeah, we know that. Neither are you. Oh, we know that too. Yeah.
1: Who do you think's more impatient? No, you are. I'm more impatient than yes, you are?
2: you're more impatient with the really minute little things.
1: Like dumb stuff.
2: Yes, like dumb stuff. I'm more impatient with the big, big stuff. <laughs> like, I literally, like, cannot with the big stuff. And yeah. you could be like, oh, it's okay, everything's going to be all right. Yeah, see, so yeah, I, like, I, I do have... I'm like, the sky's falling. No, everything's going to be great. I'm like... Mm, so I apply okay. some
1: patience. I'm just impatient. I'm impatient with technology. Before, with the little stuff. Shortly before you just came home... I was trying to get YouTube TV to turn on NFL Network oh, and um, glad I missed that part. in our bedroom while I was lacing up new sneakers.
2: Seriously. Let
1: me tell you something. Let me
2: tell you it something. It was
1: a battle. It was a battle between me, the remote and the YouTube. Sneakers. Like, I hate everything about streaming now, and I have YouTube TV because uh, the, you the NFL direct TV ticket is going to be on YouTube. So now we like, I just want to turn, I miss the old days where these are so old where I actually speak into my remote control like we used to in New Jersey when we nice. had and, and you tell it what channel and it goes right to it now it's like all right there's 72 different apps on the TV you got to find that one then you got to make sure it stays logged in then you got to hit is it live is it home is it this is it I, I'm like hey so I'm clicking on NFL network and it thought I was clicking on a program that had expired so I got a black screen and I'm I'm like why is Were the screen panicking? black because in my office the, it, the game was on but in the bedroom it wasn't on anyway I didn't even even want to, I wasn't expecting to go down this yeah, road. Not really
2: sure. are you going with that <laughs> I was
1: phone? talking you okay. you started me with impatience, but I wanted to talk about God trying to teach me patience because this trip last week to Canton, Ohio, was it, it one delay after another. First I, I flew I I could not find a direct flight mm-hmm. from Tampa. To Cleveland, forget about Akron Canton Airport. To Cleveland, so I could drive then to Canton. I couldn't find a direct. So I, I hate. I absolutely despise flying uh, and having a connection. I had you a con- despise flying. I, I hate. I hate flying as it is. But I've been on sixty four flights since we I moved to since we moved two years ago. I count sixty four flights. So I flew first to Charlotte. Now the first flight was okay. Then it started getting to. I was delayed at, on the runway. Then we were delayed arriving at the gate. Then I was delayed at baggage claim. Then at the car rental place, I have the preferred and the whatever where you walk up to it, and the car's supposed to be a J thirteen, and you get in there and you just drive away and happily ever after. Well, I got my bags. I'm walking through the parking lot. The car I picked is the wrong car. There now, I got to wander around the whole parking lot. Forget no, no, about no, being it was preferred.
2: The wrong car. It, no, no, no. The no, first one was don't the wrong you one. Tell them the truth. The first
1: now. one was the wrong car. It was supposed to be. I have. I I drive a Toyota Tundra pickup truck. It's massive. So now. That's all I'm comfortable with. He's
2: picky. Okay, he's that's all I'm comfortable and, he's patient with. Patient and picky.
1: And so I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to be driving in Cleveland on Ohio, on, on uh, highways no, and whatnot in something not. like small. So I was supposed to have a Dodge Ram pickup. Mm. I get to my spot and it's a Lexus, not your truck, yeah. but it was the smaller one. So I'm like, well, it's the wrong car. It's so I go. One? It was this. It was oh, the okay. the RX. Oh, okay. So I I go. <laughs> There's a, there's several smaller, so I, I go back I tell them at the counter like oh okay you can go over there. There's a Ford Expedition which I used to have, so now again I'm I'm going off on a tangent. I go over to it, I get in, I'm like I'm not for whatever reason I wasn't comfortable in it, so I ended up having to walk all around the parking lot to get into a pickup truck to take off anyway. Then the highway, of course, the traffic delayed. The game itself, the game like is abysmal. As pre season like Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing, Deshaun Watson didn't play for Cleveland. It's all the backups in the third string and the fourth string. So it's an abysmal game, but it's the beauty of the stadium in Canton, Ohio. Okay. There's a power outage for 16 minutes. The game is delayed. The New York Jets didn't have water afterwards in their shower. So they couldn't the poor guys couldn't shower. At least I I get to my hotel. There's no AC in there. So my after a ridiculously long day, again, delay. And I know people are listening to me like, shut up. You're getting to go to football games and doing all that. Like, why are you complaining? I'm just trying. I'm not complaining. I'm just telling you about how many delays I had. Countless other small delays. Then, to top it all off, coming home, because I, uh, I never, I hate traveling. I hate being away from you guys, and I want to come home, and I can't wait to come home on Saturday, and now I got an 11-hour overnight delay. Then another plane was canceled. All of that stuff. All this to say. All of that to say. He's
2: impatient. That is what he's trying to say.
1: extremely impatient. I'm so impatient. But so I, I'm always like God's trying to teach me something in every moment. Whatever I'm going through in life, God's trying to teach me. I feel like something. I'm like obviously in this case, God's trying to teach me some patience. So I'm I do a little search. I, I'm looking up patience in Bible verses, and there's so many, and I'm uh, going through them and. Psalm thirty-seven seven spoke to me, be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. And man, that spoke to me because there's some things that are going on in my life where you worry about evil people or you worry about certain people who prosper and like it's so hard, it's human nature where you're working hard at something or you're doing the best you can or, or you're trying to live the right way. And I think we all go through this and then we see someone succeed in a way where you we feel like, yeah, that person is, I'll leave it up to God to judge them, but I'll leave. I'll just leave it at that, right? And then we think about that or, or it bothers us or it annoys us or, or whatever it may be. And then, the first part of this verse be still to finish that thought i don't want to feel that way mm-hmm. i don't want to care about anyone else prospering by doing things whether it's in evil intentions malicious intent i find sometimes in ministry people are not as well intentioned as they seem and that bo- that stuff bothers me it bothers me and i don't mm-hmm. want to be bothered by that because i feel i should feel god knows their heart God knows everyone's true intention. So if someone is using ministry in a way to fool others into however it may be, that's on them. That's for them to deal with God. I need to not allow that to bother me. So I wanted to wrap that part up. The other part is be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act because there are so many times where I'm so impatient as we documented in the first 10 minutes of the show, mm-hmm. okay, that... To the point where I take tiny details of it i didn't even mention how the stadium was like a a mile walk from where they drop you off to where you go, like it, but I like to get my steps in, so i didn't care if that was okay that's good, yeah, and then I drove illegally to go park my car on someone 's lawn for twenty bucks or thirty bucks or whatever they charge you because the parking lot that was reserved was backed up for forty five minutes again i I digress, but be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently. For him to act. I, I think if we're working on trusting in God and doing doing right by him and, and just like filling ourselves with his word and we just like find joy and happiness in his commands and we, we trust him with our whole life and, and everything and leave our worries to him and then he's, he's, he's saying to us, okay, if you're doing all that, just sit still, just rest, just wait, be silent. It's coming. It's coming. Whatever it is that we're waiting on, it's coming.
2: Yeah, and I agree with you. I am also impatient. I mean, who isn't? Honestly, some people are impatient in certain things and some people are just cool with it. Like, we're the opposite in, yeah. in that aspect, you know. We're just, sometimes the little things, they don't bother me. I just kind of brush it off and keep going. Like, who cares? You know, TV's not working. Whatever. Uh, read a book. Um, but to me, the big, stuff, <laughs> the big stuff is like, okay, it's been like a year and a half. Like, hello, can we hurry this up? You hey know? God, that, hello? you there? <laughs> you there? Like, hello. I'd be like, did you forget about me? Like, we've talked about this like a year and, <laughs> and a half ago. <laughs> like, why are you have me here if you know it's not your will? But it's uh-huh. is that kind of thing. Like, I that's what I struggle with. But at the same time, I I'm reminded that God's time is not my time, and His time yeah. frame is not my time frame, and. And sometimes he didn't answer the prayer because you have not learned the lesson. Like he has to take you around the circle one more time. It just, it is what it is. We have to learn specific lessons. And and unfortunately he will show you the same test a million times over till you learn the test and then move on to the next level. Mm -hmm. It's just, it is what it is. And every time I feel delays, I cannot take notice and be like, what, what test did I fail? Like just remind me again what which one would do over. Yeah, can up. we which one am I mean I have to relearn cause I would rather just <laughs> get it over with. <laughs> can we please hurry this up? <laughs> but that's the, that's the idea. That is the test, you know? To just be still and know that he is God. Like be still. Just know he's in control. He got this. We don't have to flip out. We don't have to be impatient. Which is very hard me and you, mm. but we, we do it, we try, we try our best at it, least, we try our best.
1: You know what, I, I feel like in this verse, the lesson, the what God's trying to teach us is in order for us to hear that answer mm. or in order for us to proceed or succeed, we got to turn down the noise, like you hear this in sports, I hear this all the time. You interview an athlete and, hey, they're saying this about you, they're saying that about you. The New York Jets, who were the team um, who started off last week at the Hall of Fame, they got Aaron Rodgers. All of a sudden there's excitement surrounding them, the playoff drought, the longest in the NFL. It's going to be over. Some think they're a Super Bowl contender. There's a lot of people with high expectations. How do they feel about it? We're blocking out that noise uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers they don't have Tom Brady anymore Baker Mayfield's taking over as the quarterback there are zero expectations they may finish last they may finish third zero. they may finish second yeah. they could finish first but they have zero expectations to the point where there are guys on that team saying we like it now the way it is because before there was too many distra- there's too many distractions and there was too much they expect now nobody expects us to do anything mm-hmm. but they're blocking out the noise, and I, I feel like what God's saying here, sit, be still mm-hmm. and, and know that I am God, mm-hmm. is we need to block out the noise. Block out the noise, turn down that volume yeah. in our lives, in our heads, yeah. right? In, in our heads It's all
2: in your head Like you know I, I have a good example here Like you, I, you know I hate going to the mall Right But like when yeah, you go to the mall you and all test it
1: Yeah but, Me and the girls love it So
2: But you know how like All these chaos people Coming at you When you're walking Like you're going for shoes Right like you're yeah, going for chaos. shoes <laughs> And the chaos people are like Oh here's skincare Here's a hair products Here is a toy that is useless But you have to buy it You know what I mean Like that stuff And you're and like I feel oh bad gosh, I sh- always stop, like engage you know? them In conversation I don't I just yeah, You're better at me Hands than, ha- Eyes yeah. down Head down And just walking yeah. and but that's the same thing like every <laughs> every day there's someone trying to sell you something or trying to talk to you about negative stuff yeah. or trying to do something stupid but your focus has to be on exactly what you need to focus on and just throw away all the negativity throw away all the distractions throw away all the like then the weird stuff that's coming at you from even your thoughts throw it away if it's a negative thought throw it away in the garbage and you'll be just fine cuz you're focused you're laser focused on what you're doing and everything that you are to Christ. Like every, the most expensive thing in life is your focus because yeah. they, they say, pay attention. You're paying. Your attention is a currency.
1: I can't even afford to pay yeah, attention. I cannot.
2: Pay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was so funny. So like, don't, don't put your focus on mindless things and don't put your focus on negativity or anger yeah. or impatience. Put your negative, put all that away and focus on God. Focus on who you are in Christ and what he wants you to do every single day, which is be your best.
1: Sometimes we need to turn down that noise, that volume in our head when you're laying in bed trying to go to sleep. Like mm-hmm. how, how often are you laying in bed? Sometimes I, and I, um, I hate when this happens and like, I can't wait to wait. It's like I, I got so much to do mm-hmm. that I need to get these eight or nine hours because uh, listen, y'all, I'm not going to, uh, I'm blessed, thank you, Lord, that I can get eight to nine hours every night, sometimes a little bit more. I need my sleep. It's important. Sleep's important. Sleep is important. So I get it, but sometimes I'm like, I just want to race through it because I need to do this, 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 and this tomorrow. Sometimes I have my best ideas when I'm laying in bed, and now I don't want to forget them. So I take out my phone to write them in my notes, but then the brightness of the phone irritates you, so you're telling, yelling at me, why are you... That was phone, me last night right? at five
2: in the morning. I woke up for no reason. Not sure, just, yeah.
1: Not sure why. Not sure why. Things happen. But sometimes that volume, right, yeah. that noise, that whatever, or, or we're thinking about something that happened. We're thinking about, oh, this person got credit. Go back to what I said earlier. Somebody got credit for something and they didn't deserve it or they did it. Why? Block that out. Tune that out. Don't let that enter our minds. Or ha, sometimes we somebody said something to us and we responded one way, and and then you get to rewind it. Oh, I should have said this, or I should have oh, reacted. I do
2: that rewinding a lot. I hate that. Oh, I hate, I hate the that. Rewinding. But at this point, there's nothing you it's can so do about stupid. it. It's yes. time to sleep.
1: You're laying in bed. What are you gonna do? It's not yeah. going to change.
2: Yeah, but that's the overthinkers. Yes, we're the overthinkers. <laughs> Most people so, actually don't do that.
1: Be still. Yeah. Know that He is God, and allow yourself to wait on his timing. Be still in the presence of the Lord. Wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people or whoever they may be prospering or fret about their wicked schemes. Psalm 37, 7. Up next, you're going to hear from Isaac Bruce, Troy Palamalu, and Jerry Rice. You're listening to Faith on a Field Show.
0: Today, Over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free.
1: Since 1930, the Heritage Family has proudly served the communities of South Jersey. From humble roots, Heritage's Dairy Stores now operates 33 convenient locations. Their desire is to become your convenience store of choice, not just because of their welcoming atmosphere, but because of their fresh, quality products. Heritage's milk is still the sweetest. Coffee's hot and fresh. And Heritage's full-service delis offer the best local ingredients prepared and sliced on site, far exceeding the competition. Heritage's Dairy Stores. It's not just our name, it's our Heritage.
0: This is Derek Henry, and you listen to Faith on the Field Show.
1: Faith on the Field Show. I'm Rob Motti. If you're listening to us for the first time, you can go to com and find every episode since we launched in 2017. We've had an awesome lineup of guests. You can listen anytime at your convenience on any of the podcast platforms. You'll hear the full interviews on there just in case. Sometimes we may cut them a little bit short for radio. Be sure also to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Faith on the Field. And if you would, Please tell a few friends or a hundred or a thousand or as many people as you'd like about our show and our ministry. If you would like to be a sponsor for this show, help our ministry grow, please reach out to us at team at com. We have various packages we can cater specifically to fit your needs. Our goal, as since the beginning, as always, it's been to be on a sports radio station in every state. If you don't have a business to advertise on, but you just want to help the ministry, we do have a donate button on our page on faithonthefieldshow.com. We are in the process of finalizing all the 501c3 nonprofit stuff. It's, it's awesome. It's been a long time in the works. This is our Hall of Fame edition. As I mentioned earlier, three different Pro Football Hall of Famers who I've chatted with but never featured in an entire episode. So first up, former St. Louis Rams wide receiver Isaac Bruce. He was a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame Class of 2020. They called you the reverend when you played football with the St. Louis Rams. Tell me how your faith has been such an important part of your life throughout your journey in the NFL, afterwards, now into the Hall of Fame and all the work that you're doing in ministry.
3: Well, I tell you uh, about faith. Faith is no longer uh, an option. Um, It's a requirement. So uh, especially in moments like this, you know, when you're being honored, I think uh, it's important to remember who brought you to this moment or who promoted you to this moment? You know, the Bible says that uh, promotion doesn't come from the east or the west, uh, but he's the promoter and he's the judge. So, in these moments right here, I stop and I start to thank God for promoting me and uh, giving me these opportunities and using this platform to uh, promote and uh, lift up his son. And, and that's what I plan on doing. At what point did you realize that it's not about me? It's
1: not about my accolades or my accomplishments, and it's not because of what how good I am that I can do this. It's because of how good he is.
3: You know, probably uh, it started probably as a as a youngster from the womb. I mean, you know, my mother introduced me to the Bible as a, at an early age. Um, it wasn't long after that before you know my own personal experiences start to start to have, and I was I was. Uh, in a position where my faith started to grow from using his word in my daily life so uh, it's the same thing I'm teaching my kids the same approach that I'm giving them and uh, we're building that foundation of faith on the inside of them it's my my goal to leave a legacy of faith to my children
1: can you speak on the importance of doing that as your mom did for you as you're doing for your children as I do for mine sometimes parents may think, I'm going to take my kids to whether they go to a, a private school or a Sunday school and leave the faith up to someone else. It's so important for us as parents to instill that in our kids.
3: No. Well, I feel like the book of Proverbs is talking specifically to parents or those who are guardians of, a, of a, uh, children to train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he won't he won't depart from it. So uh, that training part is, you know, it's, 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 it's sometimes it's make them do it. I mean, when you, when you teach a kid to make them make their bed up, guess what? When you're not around, they're going to make that bed up before they go do something else. So we do the same thing with the Word of God. I mean, we, we make them write meditations. We make them write Scripture out, and we make them confess the Word. Because as we, as we look outside, I mean, it's only the Word that's going to promote us in, in these dark times that are out here.
1: What advice would you have for players who are strong believers, younger guys who are in a locker room situation where sometimes there are other influences around them and maybe you don't want to be standing out or maybe you are not. You had a lot of, uh, as you would say, uh, street cred in a locker room because you were a Hall of Fame player, so guys respected that. But what if someone's not a Hall of Fame caliber player and things may offend him or he may want to say, hey, you know what, uh, check yourself.
3: Well, the Bible talks about being a witness. It never said, "Go witness, uh, just let your light shine when you're la- allowing your light to shine many times those very people will come to you you won't have to go to them you'll have those moments where they're probably struggling with a situation in their lives they don't they, they look at it as if you know they're at their wits' end or they don't know what to do about it and maybe that's an opportunity where they come to you and then you can share the gospel of the good, the good news of the gospel with them and uh, you know the bible says in isaiah fifty one that I've put my words in your mouth to plant the heavens. And he said that his hand is a a shadow for you. So he'll give you his words and let him do the work. I believe that his ability is part of our inheritance through the blood of Jesus. So um, we let our faith do the work, and we just become a beacon of light for those who are living in experiencing darkness. Amen.
1: God bless you. Thank you. Next up, Troy Palamalu, who played all 12 of his NFL seasons with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's one of the greatest safeties of all time. Just like Isaac Bruce, he was also a member of that class of 2020. Troy, I hear you talk about God's grace and blessings and being so grateful. Tell me how important your faith has been
4: to you throughout your journey in the NFL and now after your career. Um, first of all, I think it's, it's important that, uh, that the context of it isn't, Necessarily the fact that I'm faithful. Therefore, I'm a Hall of Famer <laughs> um, You know faith faith for me, especially um, Given like the I guess the reputation that I have which is very untrue if I've perfected anything. I've perfected false humility <laughs> um, But I'm definitely a struggling man of faith and um You know, like anybody, I struggle to be a good husband. I struggle to be a good, well, I don't know if like anybody, but I know my struggles are to be a good husband and a good father and really try to see all interactions in my life through the veil of the faith that I serve. I
1: appreciate your humility, and and I think it is important, the lesson that... You're giving in the message that you're sharing that is you're not a Hall of Famer because of your faith because I I firmly believe that all of us in the eyes of the Lord are equal whether we're Hall of Famers whether whoever we are whether we're homeless we're all equal and we all serve a purpose
4: and we all have value and importance can you speak on that a little bit I'd, I'd make the assumption that most people are in a better position than I am <laughs> um, <laughs> so I yeah I I'm definitely you know th- these sort of things are tough to deal with at times because you know there's so much there's so much temptation that surrounds it to, to be very frank. Um, and I try to keep everything in its right perspective. And sometimes I don't even know if that's the right perspective. But um, I definitely feel very blessed. Um, I'm definitely, I'm definitely very grateful for for the things that have come that that, that have come to me. Um, but I, you know, I don't know. I just I'm. Sometimes you think of men
1: of faith as being meek, mild. You're violent on the field,
4: but off the field, you're so much different. How were you able to balance the two? I feel like I'm very passionate about anything you know that I commit to. Whether that's trying to be a great husband to my wife or a great father. Um, if it was ballet, if it, you know, I don't think I'd be tackling people in ballet, <laughs> but I'd be as graceful and passionate about ballet as I would be if I was an MMA fighter, you know, I wouldn't be taking pillows out there to fight. Um, you know, people have to do different things um, to uh, maybe perfect themselves or, or serve their passions. And, you know, I've always just kind of been all in on on, on, on on everything. And I try to have that through the veil and the perspective of of how to serve God first um, through through those actions. Beautiful. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. God bless you. Thank you. Lastly, the
1: GOAT, the GOAT of all wide receivers, the former San Francisco 49ers great Jerry Rice. I've interviewed Jerry several times over the years for my AP Pro Football podcast, and the last time we spoke, I asked him about his faith. Jerry, I I always meant to ask you, has faith been part of your journey?
0: Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yes. I I know that's a higher power that was looking down on me and giving me that energy that I needed to go out there and, and showcase uh, my abilities and all of that, and I, I remember my 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 parents. Even if we went out like on that Saturday night, if you went out,
4: mm-hmm. you had
0: to go to church. You had to go to <laughs> church Sunday. <laughs> mm-hmm. You you had to you had to repent everything that you did the night before or whatever. <laughs> but you had to go to church, you know. And, and I'm a Baptist and. uh, mm-hmm my parents, uh, you know, they they raised me that way.
1: That's it for this week. Thank you to Troy Palamalu, Isaac Bruce, and Jerry Rice. Thank you to Doug, Pastor Scott, and everyone on our team. And thank you for listening to Faith on a Field Show. For Remy, I'm Rob Mahdi, reminding you, make a difference. Be a blessing.
0: Today, over 40 million people are being forced into trafficking and slavery. One in four are children. We cannot allow them to suffer in silence. We need you. We need everybody. Go to IJM.org backslash take action, get information, understand how you can be involved. Because of the work that you are committing to do, they will be free.